to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. How are we doing this week, Ben? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, already sick of hearing England talking about the World Cup. <laughs> and we're only like, what, halfway through it? Well, we're a bit more than halfway through it. We've, we've got a week to go. Yeah, but like they've not, they've not you even... You have just over a week more of this. Yeah. Do you think you'll? I'm sick of it. Do, do you think you'll? Do you think do you, do you think you'll be more invested in it if uh, Scotland? No, because it? I have realistic expectations of Scotland, <laughs> and like I've said to you before, that the way that I explain this, it, as as most of our listeners would probably understand, I don't hate English people. I mean, I'm 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 in the same company as you, so yeah. I mean, and I think you like me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I <laughs> well, think yeah, so. Yeah, well, hold on, you hesitated. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just I gave a, a more considered response. Okay. But so the thing is, it, the the thing about England is it it's a bit like a group of friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone has that one friend where like you're going bowling or you're going to play pool or you're going to a a, a gaming tournament. Mm-hmm. And there's like this social contract where it's like, right, no matter what happens, we can't let George win. Because if he wins, we'll never hear the end of it. (laughs) Keep you modest, you know? So, but what we are almost certain on is that it's coming home. So, it's it's coming home. This is what I'm talking about. It's (laughs) coming. My expectations are realistic. Are they, though? I don't know. I th- I think getting to the semi-final would be an absolute result for us. Yeah. Um, I I was saying this earlier. Like, um, I think if we don't do well in this world, like if we don't progress to a semi-final at least this World Cup, I will be disappointed. But it's not because I think like England should be there. It's more that this has been our best chance. For a long time, just the way that just the way the groups have, fa- have aligned, the, the the way that things have fallen and our our matchups right. have happened, um, and that's why I'd be disappointed. Right. Not because I think we're an amazing football team. We're we're all right, but um, like there's much better outfits out there. Yeah. Um, right. Enough of that. Yeah. Sorry. Guys, uh, back this is to what the, I'm talking about. Back to the uh, Unlucky Frog gaming podcast rather than the Unlucky Frog football podcast. Yeah. So we've got some announcements first of all. A bit of housekeeping. Um, we've got a couple of new patrons. Yes. Via Patreon. Yes. Um, we've got Alan Gilmore mm-hmm. and Scott Russell. Alan and Scott, thank you very much uh, for your your patronage. Uh, you have got some uh, a t-shirt and some dice winging their way to you now yep uh so i uh, hope you enjoy those hope they uh <laughs> hope they go down well and the t-shirts I'm are sure a good fit uh we, we uh, yes uh we, we may have sent the wrong size to tom <laughs> at first maybe we got we got we corrected it though <laughs> yeah that's the main thing yes that so we we own our mistakes here at unlucky frog absolutely absolutely but thank you thank you and guys if you were uh, fancy getting yourself an exclusive unlucky frog t-shirt and dice uh, just head over to our patreon and uh, sign up 
and uh, they'll be winging their way to you too. Yeah, and it, as nice as it is to to get stuff, we all do like to get stuff. Mm-hmm. In all seriousness, the more support we get from you guys, the more we can improve what we're doing. So if you if you like what we're doing, you want to get behind it, and you want to see Unlucky Frog grow, then every little helps. Because mm-hmm. uh, as it stands, we we're all in full time employment. Yep, we do this on a completely voluntary basis. And we have limited funds and resources, so as you say, every little helps. I mean, next on the shopping list, I think is going to get uh, get some sort of lighting yeah. system so that we can do better looking videos. Better looking videos, and so that we can <laughs> also we can record at night. We, we, can, record, well. <laughs> we can record at night, and it means also that we can um, we can start streaming soon. Exactly. Well, we're going to start streaming soon, but it means that we'll be able to improve the stream as It'll we go. It'll look better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yes, just check out the Patreon, and if you are feeling generous, it would be very much appreciated. We have a little bit more housekeeping. Oh, um, and I think this is quite an exciting so as, announcement. As not every, that the Patreons were not an exciting Well, no, that is exciting. Well, it's exciting for us, but yeah. this is probably a bit more exciting for the, the listeners. Yeah. So, it was announced last week that we are now the media partner for Tabletop Scotland. We are indeed. Um, and in the advent to Tabletop Scotland, mm-hmm. we're going to be running a little competition. So do tell more, sir. Yeah, so Geek and Son are going to be at Tabletop Scotland. Um, for those of you who don't know who Geek and Son are, they make bespoke gaming tables. Premium tables as uh, well. Premium. These are luxury the nicest of the nice. Yeah, they're not. They're not just nice gaming tables. They are nice pieces of furniture. These are these are the your your Ferrero Rochers of of uh, nerd furniture. Yeah, definitely. Um, so they're going to be at Tabletop Scotland. Mm-hmm. We uh, are going to be able to offer one lucky winner. The chance to play for two hours on a Geek and Sun table at Tabletop Scotland on the Sunday. Yes, so second of September for two hours you get to uh, whatever you want as well uh, within reason. Uh, We can uh, you can play for two hours at the Geek and Sun table, and uh, if you want, you can play against us as well or with Uh, us, depending on what they choose. Yes, it could be a co-op game. Could be a co-op game, yeah. Uh, and you know, that's great because uh, we we get to play on the Geek and Sun table as well, <laughs> which is part of yeah, uh, which did not influence the decision at all. Absolutely no, absolutely no, 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 no. So you and a couple of your friends, probably depending yeah. on what game you choose, of course, um, will be able to game on the Sunday at Tabletop Scotland for two hours on a Geek and Sun table. If you want to be in with a chance mm-hmm. of doing this, because rather than do like the boring pulling a name out of a hat, yeah, what we thought is we we would would make it a bit more interesting, and also with it being a podcast, perhaps give us a bit of material to read out on the air. <laughs> so, if you want to be in with a chance of winning this, mm-hmm. you need to write to us, telling us. Why we would want to play with you at the Geek and Sun are, are we are we sure we want to do this? Why? I just I just fear that we could um, 
I, th- I feel we are opening ourselves up for some serious ridicule here. Well, that's the point. Is it's going to swing between ridicule and it's going to there's going to be some ass kisses out there as well. Yeah, we might ki- we might pick one of them. Yeah, but I mean, ridicule is quite funny. Yeah, I mean, if it's outright offensive, <laughs> we're not going to pick you. Don't don't be too horrible, guys. Yeah, I'm fragile. Yeah, I mean, look, if you try and say something like, um, I, I think I should play at a Geek and Sun table because I could uh, ruin the unlucky frog team's life and uh, could also make them never want to play Shadespire again because I'm so awesome, probably not going to want to play with you. Yeah. You've got to make it sound a, at least a little bit appealing, but, you know... But the, entertaining. Yeah, we we will reward creativity. So we're, mm-hmm. we're we want people to think outside the box with this. Mm-hmm. So how long have people uh, got to enter in? So the winner is going to be announced at seven pm on the thirtieth of August. Mm-hmm. If you go to www.unluckyfrog.com forward slash competitions, all the details are there. We'll also post that link in the show notes. Yep. So you can go there, do it that way. Um, there you go. Good luck. Yes, get typing, folks. Looking forward to <laughs> reading. Well, the I was looking forward until you said that. Now I'm fine. a bit scared. It'll be fine. People, the internet's not full of mean people. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's usually it's always like measured responses, right? Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, well thought and because on the one hand, sensitive. I'm a little bit scared, like. You know, will we get death threats and stuff like that? But then on the other, I feel like you've kind of made it when you're at the stage where you're getting death threats. <laughs> you, you're nobody if someone out in there in the world doesn't want to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like basically. That's what I think. There we go. That's, don't uh, send us death threats. We will report them to the don't. police. Yeah, on a serious <laughs> note, we will. We, 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 you will have the full force of police Scotland on you. <laughs> If you send us death threats. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, what have we been up to this week, then? Oh, it's been it's been a fairly busy week, I'd say, gaming-wise and work-wise. Mm. Aye. Um, I suppose the thing that's most noteworthy is we cracked open the Soul Wars box set. Yes, indeed. If you haven't seen our YouTube video of us doing that, check it out. Yeah. Uh, that is our initial reactions to... Uh, to opening that bad boy. So we, we opened the, the Soul Wars and we also opened the Malign Sorcery box. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was all the the cool new stuff for the new edition of Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, later on in the afternoon when we shot that video, we actually sat out the back and we built everything up. It was a really nice afternoon. Yeah. I, the, the, the the weather up here has been amazing. Yep. So, uh, sat out in the sun, putting some minis together, just chatting, uh, and I had one eye open on... Um, I forget which match it was. It was um, Uruguay-France, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we, we got it all put together, and earlier tonight, we played our first game with the models. So first game of the new edition and first game with the new models. Mm-hmm. So it was an evening of a lot of firsts. Yes. Um, 
so I naturally played uh, Stormcast. Yep. And you played as the Night Haunt. Yes. And we played the first blood scenario. Which is basically pitched battle. Right. Yeah. yeah like that... it, it's if you you for you old school Warhammer players, it's pitched battle. Yeah. But it, it, it's cool, right, that they actually have that in all of the core rules. Oh, yeah. So it's like, if this is your first time playing a battle, this is how this to is do it. it. Yeah. And you just calculate the scores by, um, I, th- I think if one army hasn't been wiped out by the fifth battle round... It's wounds. You, you yeah. just count up the amount of damage that you did. Yeah. So, nice, easy, straightforward. We didn't get to the fifth battle round, did we? No, we didn't. We were we were using fairly small armies, to be fair. Yeah, but um, the Night Horn got pretty destroyed. Yeah, quite firmly. Yeah, but at the same time, you did get to use. Well, we we actually managed. I think the game ended. We had three endless spells on the table. Yes, and, and I'm really glad I managed to actually cast Purple Sun. So the the, the first well, the first one we got to the table was the Life Swarm. Which didn't feel like it did a lot, an awful lot. No, well, that's because you Purple Sunned the, the Arcanum. <laughs> uh, I mean, that does help. But it it was actually healing my uh, Vocator mm. unit quite a bit. You know, like one that's of my true. elite units. They so. were disgusting. Oh, they were absolutely horrific. What? So They're what? scarier than any of the ghosts in that box. Do you think so? Yes. You wiped out an entire unit with them. Yeah. So th- it does bring me on to, though, mm. I've got the War Scroll cards here. One, one of our main complaints about Games Workshop is ambiguous rule writing. Yes. And for a while, they seemed to be on point with it. Yeah. But there's been a couple of rules that we've come across and we've read it and we've gone, right, okay, I've got that. And then we've we'll come on. back to what? it and it's like, what? <laughs> so the the particular ability you're talking about with the evocators is the celestial lightning arc. And it, so the fluff for it is evocators summon bands of celestial lightning that arc between their tempest blades and storm stave and can be used to deflect missiles or blast the enemy to smoldering ruin. That that sounds okay. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the way it functions is in the shooting phase, reroll save rolls of one for this unit, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Fairly straightforward. Mm-hmm. In addition, after resolving this unit's attacks in the combat phase, mm-hmm. pick one enemy unit within three inches of this unit, and roll two dice for each model in this unit. So which unit is this unit? <laughs> so this is. That- is- is it is it, is it is it the enemy unit or is it, yeah. is, is it the unit of evocators? So the, like, the last bit is for each roll of a four up, the enemy unit suffers one mortal wound, which is gross, right? Either which way, actually. Either way, so, on the one hand, so one way you can interpret it is that the lightning's arcing between mm-hmm. the 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 models in the enemy unit, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, but the other way that you can interpret it is if it's each of the models in the evocator unit itself, mm-hmm. as you'd pointed out, it makes them scary against characters. Yep. So Character murderers. Either way you interpret it, it's scary. But it's ambiguous, right? Yeah. 
I, I, that's and that's kind of an important thing to know because it, because what I did was slammed like a massive unit of these uh, the chain uh, yeah. wraith guys and uh, yeah they got murdered. Like, delete, delete, delete. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally they were man of the match for me. I mean, oh, out, outside the purple they, sun, the purple sun. I think they did more damage than the purple sun, but the purple sun was just fun. Like, for uh, you, yeah. It, well, I it, lost a guy to it as well. Yeah, but it, yeah, with one wound left, like he was yeah. already dead. Like my Lord Arcanum, still full health, just got wiped off the board. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, it was pretty good. But the thing that was pretty good. <laughs> the the endless spells don't actually feel that overpowered. I don't think. <laughs> Having said that, no, actually, because um, like we were saying, like. You, if purple sun, it really feels like the only thing that you, the only time you're going to want to summon that is if you're slightly on the back foot, mm-hmm. is a bit of an equalizer. Yeah. Why would you summon that when you had your full army in front of you at full health? Because it just sits too close to them. Aye. You have to summon it, uh, by the way, guys, six inches from the caster, and then you get to move it nine inches. So it's Six it's inches within the caster. Re- yeah, wholly within the caster. It is really, really close yep. to where all of your guys are. So it's very risky. Yeah. But um, as as was the case with me, uh, I was really far behind in this game and kind of needed a little boost. It gave me a at least a shot. It kept you in the fight longer because mm. I, I think that if you hadn't done that and if you hadn't dealt with the Lord Arcanum mm. in that way, because he is an awesome character. Yeah, yeah. Like because he because he's on a Griff Charger. Mm-hmm. He he gets that blink move. Mm. Is it ride the winds of theory? So it's like you just roll six dice and just go off. He just goes. run away. Yeah. So it means that um, your Lord Arcanum can pretty much be wherever you need him to be mm-hmm. on the battlefield. Whereas it's really annoying. Whereas e- even other mounted characters have to like walk around mm. units and navigate buildings. He can just go doop. Mm-hmm. And he's there, so I I, th- I think you made the right call doing what you did. Yeah, annoying as it was, um, <laughs> but the you still won. I still won. I, th- I think the not that we're counting, but you know. yeah. But I I think you you called it when you had I think your guardian of souls was left. Yeah, I had one character left on the board, which and... is quite fluffy that the guardian of souls is left because yeah. then he can just go away and. Bring yeah. them all back. Yes. Yeah, I quite like that thought, actually. Yeah, yeah that's good. But no, I, I thought, well, this is now just going to turn into him running away from the purple sun. So <laughs> <laughs> that he cast himself. <laughs> yeah, like, Q, Q50 minutes of Benny Hill with a ghost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that didn't sound like a fun game to play. So, no. So uh, I thought I'd call it at that mm. point. Uh, but no, I do like, I, I, as a starter set, yeah, it's it's pretty damn good. I think. Yeah. When I, I say it in the video, but it's worth saying again. The most impressive thing for me is the fact that they give you that hardback book in with it. Oh, in, in terms of value for money, it's definitely the best set that they've ever done. So, what's the retail price on it? Ninety-five. Yeah, and you get you know two, you know, good starting points for collecting yeah. an army. Uh, and you get the the gorgeous hardback rule book uh, and a ton of other little stuff which you know 
just small knickknacks, but you know they all they all add up. Yeah, and you get some phenomenal looking miniatures. Yeah, the miniatures are great because I, I think I think in terms of the the overall aesthetic, I think the Night Haunt definitely are the stars of the show. Yeah, I love the uh, executioner. But that means, he looks fantastic. I mean, that being said, the I I think the sacrosanct chamber are the coolest stormcast we've seen so far. Uh, yeah. And the storm, I mean, as much as you know, people like to hate on them. The stormcast look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. These guys, they look especially cool. I think, but I th- I think the Lord Arcanum's the 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 best model. But I th- my my takeaway from the game is similar to you. Evocators are insanely good. So far, yeah. But I, th- I think I think the thing that we'd said is that they've not actually changed the way that the game works a whole lot. Mm-hmm. The main thing that's changed is the way that the command abilities work. Yeah, and because the the two generals disappeared Died quite pretty quickly. Pretty quick. We didn't really get to see how that works. So I'm quite looking forward to to seeing how they play out because mm. I think we we worked out afterwards that it was we were looking at the Knight of Shrouds. I've got the card from here. Uh, we were looking at the Knight of Shrouds, and what we were saying is that because um, you need a command ability to use, sorry, you need a command point to use mm-hmm. the command ability, if you save them all up, what you can do is you can actually use the same command ability multiple times. And it can, yeah, and you were saying it can be on the, the same unit yeah. as well. So what the, the Knight of Shrouds does, he adds one attack to yep. whatever unit he's targeting so each model gets one extra attack so if you do that two or three times that's disgusting yeah that's pretty damn good yeah so quite looking forward to seeing some of the combinations that can be pulled Mm. off with the command abilities um endless spells not as overpowered as we thought um again it seems to be a design philosophy with Games Workshop at the mm-hmm. moment to rather than have these huge power swings in games, is mm-hmm. to have like subtle changes in balance. And as crazy as Purple Sun is, at the same time it's very situational, like you're saying. Like I think we're, what we're going to see more of is the the more subtle endless spells like Emerald mm-hmm. Life Swarm and the the Chronomatic Cogs that let your wizards cast an extra spell. Yeah. So uh, again, um, and I, I think Malign Portents, which came out earlier in the mm-hmm. year, was in very many ways a, a sort of taster of, of things to come. Because again, the the Malign Portents themselves were subtle shifts in balance, mm-hmm. rather than the expansions they did back in the day, like Storm of Magic, which was like world-ending spells. Yes, we, it was ridiculous. Yeah. World of Magic. It was fun. Yeah, uh, maybe not conducive to a balanced game. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, um, but um, in terms of other things that we've been up to, uh, yeah, you uh, you have started off on your kingdom building. Yes, so think think of this point as uh, season two in the TV show that is uh, our Pathfinder campaign. Well, what's happened now is uh, we've kind of. A few months have elapsed since we defeated the orcs and they've gone away. 
So what we've done uh, with all these refugees, we've actually gone and we're building a settlement hey. now. Yeah. So uh, there's an entire rule set. By the way, like almost anything that you can imagine doing, you can do it in Pathfinder, and there'll be a, a fully fleshed out rule set for it. Well, because am I correct in understanding that there's only ever been one edition of Pathfinder? Correct, and it's been around for about ten years. Yeah, so that is a shitload of books. It's a lot because I, I know that a lot of the, um, the the old guard in Pathfinder are are none too pleased about this new edition coming out. Yeah, people have invested a lot into Pathfinder. And they're kind of wiping the slate clean with Pathfinder 2. So it's going to make all of these, all of this material that people have got defunct. Um, well, you can you can still play the original but Pathfinder, but it's one of those things where like they're not going to support it for organised play. But it's like, why did they not expect that in the first place? Because Pathfinder itself was started by people who were averse to change. I know. In the first place, <laughs> yeah, because it is basically Dungeons and Dragons three point five. They they improved on it, but yeah. the rule set is very similar. Right, um, we could probably have an entire episode talking just about that, and we may well call upon our friend Tom yeah. to, to to throw his uh, opinion in there. But um, what what we're doing is there's an entire kingdom building rule set. So uh, you basically. Uh, each turn is one month in your kingdom. You uh, you assign to your either yourselves, people in the party, or NPCs certain roles within the kingdom. So each kingdom has an overall ruler, be it a, you call them a king yeah. or like a you know a dictator or whatever. Um, you then have a second in command or yep. an heir apparent. Um, you've, and then you've got other roles, like you've got the treasurer who's looking after the economy. Uh, my character, Orlan, is the diplomat, so he's going to go out. So this is your halfling ranger? My halfling ranger is the diplomat. So he is going to go out uh, at later point uh, points when we need to engage with other neighbouring settlements. He's the one who's going to go out and chat to them, riding in on his wolf. <laughs> Like they like um, when it was being because uh, the guys uh, had a chat about it and they decided I was probably the best character for that and they, they sold it to me by saying, so imagine this right, this settlement that you're visiting. They look out and they see this entourage of men on horses, right, and they all ride up to the gate and they ride in, and then their mayor or whatever comes out and he says. Greetings, I need to see the diplomat, Orlan. And then the guys and horses part ways, and this little halfling on a wolf <laughs> trots forward. <Yeah. laughs> Somewhat disarming. Yes, yes. He's a charming little guy, so he, he should be all right at that job. But there's other things as well, like there's a marshal, uh, which Barry is uh, he's in that position. Uh, we've got um, Spy Master as well, which Ewan's character, Griff, is uh, taking care of as well. So you've got all these different roles that give you uh, bonuses and negatives to your kingdom if you don't have someone assigned to them. So uh -huh. it's in your interest to try and get people into those positions. 
Now, your kingdom's uh, measured uh, by a, a number of different metrics. You've got uh, your stability. You know how um, how in control are you of your population? Yeah. Your loyalty, like how loyal do your population feel towards you as a government, and you know how ties in with stability. But you know how it, when things go bad, how how likely are they to stick around? And you've got your economy as well. Um, so you've got to keep tabs on all three, trying to keep a fair balance on them, but there are decision points where you're going to have to go, right, we need this more. Um, Which is very reflective of actual government. Yeah. yeah. Is that I dare say that most people in the UK don't feel particularly loyal to our current government. Mm, probably not. Yeah. That's probably been the case for a while, though. Yeah. Like, for decades. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but yes, um, and you you also, you get to build a certain number, I think you get to build one building per turn, so each month you can build a new building if yeah. you have the resources to do it. So we we played through a couple of months now, um, we've built, the first thing we built, we, we, we did the most important thing first of all, we built an inn, so... I mean, you say that, but at the same time, like inns are where adventurers meet. It's a hub of the community. Exactly, as well. and it's it's probably more realistic in terms of development of a settlement. Mm-hmm. You'd have that first. Yeah, because I mean, if you talk about more more uh, recent times, Las Vegas started out as a train station. Yep. That that's pretty much all it was, mm-hmm. and then what happened is a few gangsters moved in. <laughs> so it's you know it's remote. It's not heavily policed, and then yep. they threw up a few casinos and things, and and the rest is history. But that, but that's what happens, right? Is that, that a town doesn't start with right? Let's build a town hall. Yeah, it just Aye. doesn't work like that. Aye. So we built and then I'm going to check if we can build casinos now. <laughs> build the Las Vegas of Boscan land. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> Um, the next thing we built is a mill as well, because yeah. food's kind of an important thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've we've managed to claim a, a couple of like the there's actually a little map of hexes as well, and uh, we've explored this or rather my character explored the surrounding area um, on Wolfback because he can do it really quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, and we've claimed a couple of bits of land next to us to build farms on as well. Nice. So uh, it's all coming together. The final thing that happens in a turn is that an event might happen. And from what I've been told, they're usually pretty bad. Yeah, raids and stuff like yeah. that. We've been lucky and nothing has happened yet. This actually sounds a lot like Kingdom Death. Yeah, it. I mean, it it feels a little bit like that. Although um, I dare say, Kingdom Death is much more horrifying. Uh, well, it's entirely up to the GM. On That's the, true. The, the the horror scale of this. Yeah, <laughs> Tom, please be kind. Uh, but it's because it's the same. It's more or less the same idea, right? Mm. Kingdom Death. It's like you, you have to decide uh, what. Uh, technologies and things you're going to mm-hmm. invest in. So, you um, if you choose to upgrade 
your tents to huts, for instance, yeah. it, it's you, you become a little bit more civilized. You start mm-hmm. to gain benefits from that because um, because the players have home. Mm-hmm. It, it actually like helps level out their sanity a bit. Yeah, which is quite important in the world of Kingdom Death. <laughs> yes, sanity is a precious commodity. Yes. In that world. <laughs> So, um, so that's where we are with that. We, we also, before settling, um, we we spent a bit of time in the Free City as well, exploring various inns and getting up to no good. Yeah. So, um, and, and Barry's character Krovax was fighting in the arena pit. He dingied us actually. Krovax, uh, we, we asked, "Do you want to come for a night out and see the town a bit?" And he just went, "Nope, bye." <laughs> Is Barry just playing himself? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think Barry himself would go to like you know the, the real world equivalent of a of an arena which no. is like a mixed martial arts tournament. Like so. not not Barry himself, but you know he's his focused chap. He's doing his thing. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, but no, me. So so um, Scott's character had his thing to deal with with the dwarven bride, sure as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's managed to get her back to to where she belongs, and he's rejoined us now. Uh, and Dave's character, Alan, on the druid, spent a lot of time back in the forest, um, trying to heal it after this big battle that decimated a chunk of it. Um, and now he's back. And while they were away and Barry was doing this thing in the pit, there was Orlan, Griff. No, that's why I'm getting confused. Alanon was there for a bit. There we are. And then he went to do his forest thing. Yeah. Griff and Alanon got lucky. Orlan did not. What, as in they had sex? I <laughs> don't. With each what? other? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll clarify that. Uh, no, uh, it was left tastefully ambiguous. Right, it's really ambiguous. So do you want to at least like? Well, basically, right. We did. They we went did, out in the town and they met some ladies. Well, we we did a charisma check. Right, I failed mine, but those two <laughs> passed it. And that basically, Tom said that means if uh, if you want to attract the female attention and have a companion for the night, that's what happens. Okay. So there we go. So that was like the. Uh, the no, no of, one went into a graphic like <laughs> monologue. <laughs> of, Could you imagine? Of them seducing like this, the like this this, fan like this uh, woman in this yeah. fantasy universe that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like it's like the t- the table. T- <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if someone like started monologuing this? I really don't know. I sexy? don't know. Like, just sit there and feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and start making the sound effects. No, what? Oh, gesturing. It's like you get moving themselves. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I like I like what Tom did. It's like the tabletop yeah. version of like the the black screen in Fable. Yeah, it's like. Ah, yeah, and then you cut cut to morning. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you, you know you get your little stat boost or something. Yeah, there we go. That's fine, that, and that's it. And that's, that's all it. we needed that's, to know. That's yeah, humorous and tasteful, not yeah. graphic and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> At the same uh, time, though, 
there's endless potential for comedy there. Oh, I mean, yes, but... And you could do, like, the typical role-playing thing of, like, you have to roll to see how successful no, you do No, right, everything. right, we're not going <laughs> yeah. down this rabbit hole. We're not going down Wait. on that... Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> all right, on, you that, started on that note, I think this is all we've got time for. Oh. We've waffled on for quite a bit. You did start it, though. Yeah. Anyway... Guys, thank oh. you very much for listening. Uh, you've been listening to the Unlucky Frog. Uh, catch us next time. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Goodbye. Uh, oh, I had the wee tear there. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Charlotte from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to do is search Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support for the Unlucky Frog through Patreon. To find out more information, check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com. Thanks. Bye.